the next question is you seen i am shillong what do you think i am shillong should be and what do you think i am shillong should not be i have to be diplomatically correct you don't have to be diplomatic you have to be what because you know it it's going to help us you know uh, we, if it is not diplomatic we are going to remove it see one of the things i've realized right uh, and this comes across the board which is uh, in terms of be it students be it faculty be it you know the admin um transparency is very uh, it's almost non existent uh, but there's a lot of rigidity you know for, um, when when we talk transparency exactly right and uh, what happens is you generally tend to get sucked into your own hole when you're there for the two years right you you everybody there is new right nobody knows anybody else uh all of your family is you know at least uh, over a day is uh, you know travel away and the most you can do is probably talk to them but you have to make new you know relationships you need to like uh you know nurture you know newer networks in your life and that's hard you know it doesn't come overnight especially if you're in a place that you have no familiarity you know with and uh, suddenly your life is changed there are a lot of people who come straight from home and that's the first time they are you know away from home you know they are in a hostel uh, you know the, the food is sort of a mess food some people like it some people don't people like variety uh, they have to do things by themselves so that is a pretty dram- dramatic change and over a period of time you tend to get sucked into it like i said you are uh, looking at you know how what, what's my grade you know for this you know trimester you're looking at you know am i going to get uh, an internship offer in the company or the industry of my choice uh, is that going to mean something for me you know on the placement front plus there are a lot of places to roam around and you know you'd also like to travel a little bit all over meghalaya uh but i honestly think that you still need to have that you know world view uh, while you're there that and you have to do it consciously and uh, to have that world view what you need to understand is the people around the country even let's say candidates who are going to come in and apply you know for uh, next year's program they are not waking up in the morning and uh, you know thinking i am shillong okay they have a hundred other things to think about so you need to be relevant in their heads right so unless and until the engagement comes from the institute uh, you're going to be irrelevant and that comes in many ways that comes in terms of you know how you are ranked that comes in terms of uh, you know what research is happening uh, how are you in the news uh, you know what what are your alumni doing you know uh, what what are the guys who are going to the internships you know what are they doing and you know how are, how are the companies happy with the talent that's coming out of the institute and uh, to do all of this and also you know try to get that right image of the institute right and you said earlier you said one of the challenges was the fact that you know it takes a day to actually travel and you know get to the institute so location disadvantage is what we call it right to overcome that you have to you know tick all the other boxes and to do that you need to have transparency and that's difficult right because you are uh, you know a national institute which definitely means that there will be there will be bureaucracy uh, you know the faculty will have their own way of you know how to go about the curriculum 
right the uh, students will have their own perspectives in terms of what is right or what is wrong and when i say this i talk about i, I mean we have seen it right clubs and committees you know who should do what who does what is it my turf is it your turf this like i said you get sucked into it you know till at at one point it really becomes too difficult you know for uh, you to actually overcome those barriers and see that world view now uh, unless i'm wrong uh, i believe this was also one of the ways in which uh, you know this whole thing was structured right which is everybody take care of your own turf uh, you know there'll be very little of uh, you know it, it's not like everybody is going to be you know looking for a piece of the pie right so because everybody now has their own you know uh, demarcated area you work in whatever you're going to do and that's where you know generally the fact that you will have friends in you know different committees different clubs you know you should actually use that to your advantage right so that's that's one of the things second is when when you talk about all of this uh, i really think a lot about you know how back when we were in the institute uh, placements the placement committee is considered very important right because they're actually going to be driving your placements there are a lot But more committees and clubs that can come sort of help the clubs them. can actually come in with live projects you can look to convert that as a you know placement uh, the alumni committee can sort of enable alumni to you know come back and you know they can you can have sessions with you know alumni who are in you know different uh, companies different organizations so if you know certain companies coming on campus uh, you know reach out to the alumni get a session done for the students you know get them more familiar with uh, how the companies uh, you know function uh, what the culture is like what the expectations are um, you know similarly when you have such uh, you know session so you're doing it as a podcast uh, but over and above this there has to be a lot more engagement when it comes to alumni you know specifically when it comes to projects because alumni can actually help drive you know some fantastic projects for the institute both from the perspective of research as well as from the perspective of placements uh, and similarly alumni can actually even come back and you know provide offers you know for the candidates so that transparency is very important and this when let's say you work with a you know you know public relations cell and you know they sort of put it out because there are, there are a lot of these corporate you know talks that happen uh you know what what you sort of put out in the media also matters right so just an example supposing you know you somehow get uh, you know elon musk or you know jeff bezos on the campus to come and give a talk that is going to be a big thing right you see that somebody comes to an iit bombay somebody comes to you know an iit madras and ima and uh, that becomes news it it becomes you know front page news uh you know on all of your national dailies and a lot of people you look at it and say oh here is a you know great institute right so these are things that whether it can happen not whether you know that's what somebody wants or not these considerations sort of you know create the perception specifically when you're looking to you know bring in a nice crop of students into the institute when you're looking to bring in the right kind of companies onto campus right so those are the kind of things that transparency enables right and you want to be in that position where yeah i mean it's still end of the day somebody's you know duty if i look at this as an in an organization uh just because i am in you know sales and marketing it's not like i'm only going to do you know what whatever it is that i do i'll have to talk to the product guys you know i'll have to talk to you know finance and accounting i'll have to talk to you know the operations team right and i'll have to talk to the ceo because i'll need his buy in on things as well so 
there are all of these times when you need to you know be in contact with you know different stakeholders within the organization because only then can you guys grow together you know, the product guy is not going to make a product and not tell the sales and marketing team how the product functions they're not going to be able to sell it right so his his inputs are essential you know and without the finance and accounting teams help you are not going to you know get in any money in the bank for the company right if uh, you've been doing work but no, nobody's been paying you then how do you do it and you need to have an operations team because they're going to actually get the whole machinery running you know processes how do you simplify you know selling how do you simplify the product you know how can we look at customer uh, you know uh, query resolution so it's pretty much the same for the institute, institute as well it's an organization and all of you are actually working in the organization you're not getting paid that's different but uh, you guys have to work you know like machinery that functions you know like it's well oiled right you don't have to keep oiling it you know regularly just so that that intervention isn't something that's always needed so how do you get from being you know like like this to a well oiled machinery transparency mm-hmm. and i worked in a startup so back then i thought my startup did not have structure and i thought having structure will make things uh, make us work in an optimized manner i thought i learned this here how corporates work but coming here uh, i kind of feel that this bureaucracy is the biggest roadblock but do you do you think this is everywhere and this is how it works see it's present everywhere okay so i work in a company that's you know just about 6 years old so i have been a client for this company once upon a time and uh, so i have there was a time when i could actually call up anybody in the company as a client and i could get things done now here i am as you know one of the you know people in the company and uh, i very clearly see that you know this is something that cannot sustain itself in the long term if you know everybody is going to call me if they don't call me you know they have somebody from the product team call the ceo call the finance team so does it work so there are processes are essential especially when you grow right today it's easy to you know slack stuff to people uh but you know let's say 5 years down the line you'll need a more you know rigorous system when it comes to communication when it comes to how things are shared right and that is the case everywhere see bureaucracy is is uh how do i put it it's 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 an essential you know bit in the larger picture right it's uh, i i like to take this example uh, i don't know if you have seen this uh, you know show um, chernobyl on uh, hbo uh so basically they say right uh, it's like the kgb it's a circle of accountability now a circle of accountability is essential okay but most of the time bureaucracy doesn't end up being that circle of accountability you know somewhere somebody sort of you know pulls out of that ring so that is when things start to seem like you know hey this is uh, something that's getting in the way right so you ha- need to have some somebody needs to be held accountable for somebody else's action right so that is how basically these things will end up growing right you want to do something okay today something is coming in the way so how do i now hold whatever is coming in the way accountable for something else right so somewhere you have to discover that rather than say you know hey i'm going to be done with this um you know i i we, we had four ideas and all of them got vetoed so you know we are not going to go through with any of them 
right and like i said everybody has something or other to justify to somebody else so how do you do it in a way where it helps everybody in this whole wheel and in some and somewhere is going to come back to you right so that is how you need to look at it so basically what you need to do is you need to hack the system and you need to be a little bit more smarter about it uh, i think for the simple reason that uh, you know you only end up being in the in, in you know the institute for less than 2 years maybe that that life cycle is not enough to you know initiate that uh, you know hacking right so now the next question is so how do you now pass it on how do you pass the baton on to ensure that whatever began as hacking you know goes all the way to complete completion i think that is one of the ways in which you know you can avoid all of this and like i said you need to just paint this raja picture you need to tell that everybody has uh, you know something to benefit out of what is happening so uh, yeah and and it's not a question of you know hey uh, you know you, you have to do something and you know somebody is going to be unhappy about it for whatever reason and so it's 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 not going to happen you just need to sort of figure out a good way to you know package it and present it mm-hmm. so i think that is how things will work uh and like i said you know i don't know if if people look at it from that sense when they are in the institute because you're you're still going to go about it as you know one of the many things that you need to you know be bothered about during your day right so you're really not going to give too much of a thought to you know to try and do this if it happens it happens if it doesn't you no know, so be it but you know somewhere and what happens is if if it really gets to you you end up fighting it mm-hmm. right Uh, oh i'm going to go and do this you know i'm going to go and uh, you know try and somehow you know get this specific thing done um that that needn't be the only way to do it you know you have to be a little bit more smarter about how you know you 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 present it or paint it in a way where everybody you know all the way from the bottom right up to the top actually have something to gain out of it and nobody is going to say no to it right so mm-hmm. that's how you go about it it makes sense so you know so uh, and and uh, i mean that's also how companies work hmm. you know if, see when you are in a company you are pretty much you know going to be fighting for your own career yeah okay the company is there you know the greater good you know you have a team uh, all you need to know is you are replaceable you know just because you are not there tomorrow the company is not going to uh, you know uh, suddenly hit rock bottom and you know file for bankruptcy so with or without you a company will continue and that's the same thing even you know here at uh, the institute the only way you need to look at it is you know how can so you do something the next person who comes in you know builds on what you do mm-hmm. and so that's the way you need to sort of structure how you go about uh, you know handing over to the next bunch of people true it makes sense so uh, so uh, you talked about you know uh, building network and getting used to you know while staying away from your home so mm-hmm. how how was your transition from tamil chennai uh, to some place like uh, more northeast shillong because it's it was pretty much tough this is a personal question so how did you manage i honestly didn't have an issue so okay. uh, i mean i didn't move straight from chennai to meghalaya uh, mm-hmm. so um, i whatever studied you know at uh, shastra near trichy sanjur for four years after i finished school mm-hmm. uh, you know so four years of hostel life uh, mm-hmm. you know you're away and the flip side was i used to you know pretty much uh, visit chennai like 
every alternate week if not every week mm-hmm. i never really felt like you know you, i was uh, you know away from chennai uh, but then uh, you know i went to uh, trivandrum and then i was in pune you know for work okay, okay. Uh-huh. and uh, i mean i haven't had any issues with the language because i've uh, you know always known uh, hindi so that wasn't a challenge uh, i think it was more you know the fact that uh, i mean everywhere i went right i at least had one or two people that i knew you know mm. people from college joined me you know uh, at the company i worked people uh, from school joined me at the college i studied in right uh, or if i went anywhere i either had relatives or you know friends or extended family so uh, shillong was probably the first time i didn't have like anyone i knew mm-hmm. right incidentally or uh, i don't know how that ever happened uh so there were seven of us um, you know who were uh, tamil in uh, you know my batch of which i think only one person was from chennai two two of us were from chennai the rest were you know from pune and belgaum you know mm-hmm. so uh, it so happened that all of us got like rooms next to each other mm. you know so at least you have people with relatability you know in terms of language and culture and it so happened that the seniors who were tamil were just above us <laughs> right so they had about 11 or 12 and they were just above us right so overall you really didn't feel like you know you were too far from home uh yeah but for me i i really don't think i had a very tough transition i think the subsequent year was yeah i think we really had like a couple of people who knew tamil see but by then you know you're really not uh, bothered you know yeah, where, yeah. where somebody is coming from right mm-hmm. so uh so yeah actually my question was the language barrier you know i put it in a diplomatic way so i am someone who didn't know hindi at all mm-hmm. when i joined mm-hmm. i am shalom and it was pretty much tough so yeah that was the case for me when i you know worked at pune mm-hmm. uh because uh, see i think most of my family was actually brought up in um, hyderabad so you have you know hyderabadi hindi and you know so at least everybody knows hindi and you watch a lot of hindi movies and you know you're watching like hindi serials um it is good because at least you know and understand the language but uh, i mean you don't talk to anybody in hindi right so how do you phrase a sentence what words do you use uh you know tenses i mean i think i still struggle occasionally you know with uh, you know gender right mm-hmm. so uh, but otherwise i really don't think there's any uh, challenge there but pune was a first reckoning um uh, because all of a sudden i was in this town and you know people either speak marathi or hindi right so i somehow had to learn the language pretty quick and uh, like with anything else you know you you put into the deep end of the pool you'll learn yeah, to swim you have to swim <laughs> so uh so come, let's come to your personal life like so uh next question is your biggest success and your biggest failure so there was a strip that we did uh where my uncle jared to take me from uh, chennai to uh, ladakh hmm. he said you know let's go on a trip and uh, so till then uh, so it was it was a bike ride so till then i had never uh, you know ridden a bike by myself even though we had a bike and uh, the first day they gave me this you know big uh, royal enfield bullet okay and uh, so there i was so immediately you know figure out what is there that I will remember as the worst day of my life. Worst, worst day of my life. Okay. I got hit by a truck 
Oh. And then uh, I met with an accident and almost went underneath the truck. The uh, bike took all of the damage. Hmm. And because you know roads were narrow, roads were bad. And that evening, I said that night when we halted, I said uh, I'm not up for this. Mm-hmm. Somehow next morning we woke up and I said, okay, fine, we'll go with the flow. Mm. And uh, I don't know for some uh, personal resolve. For the rest of the trip, I did not fall. Mm. I have learned to ride a bike better than I don't know. I would like to boast, you know, better than anybody I have seen. Mm-hmm. And there were situations when you know, and because the roads are all treacherous uh, in those areas, there were situations where. Uh, i was a person who was you know helping the others you know mm. all of us who had gone and uh, you know including i remember this one moment when one of my uncles had blacked out while you know riding the bike at 5000 meters plus mm-hmm. and you know then he fell down the bike fell on him and uh, there was me you know at that altitude in that cold you know, lifting a bike that weighed so and it weighs much heavier than yeah, you know, yeah. like normal because of all of the reasons and yeah i think so the fact that you know we finished that trip and then came out and then i like to look at that i try to look back at the day as much as possible hmm. so you know when i have done that i think i can pretty much do uh, anything. anything but this this is one of the craziest stories i've ever heard so you had your first driving lesson riding to ladakh from chennai from the southern part to the northern part yes crazy so you have really cool uncles yeah that is, uh, i i do yeah. Thank <laughs> you.